Hello and welcome to the NRL Fantasy Podcast presented by Yui. My name is Chris Kennedy. I'm joined in the studio by Don Brock and Steve Turner. Gentlemen, we thought the injuries were bad last week. They're even worse this week. We've been bumped from pillar to post. There's dramas everywhere. How do we get through the weekend? Well, for me, CK, I had a bit of a glitch. Only 670 last week. I think the Moses Mbai um, injury yeah. hurt me a lot after he scored, posted a century the week before. Unfortunately, he came up with a negative score last weekend due to the injury. And also, Cameron Smith, I know we're going to touch on him later in the podcast, but um, the Melbourne Storm skipper sent to the Sinbin for the first time in his career, Dom. Um, he only came up with a score of 23. He is my captain, so I know we will discuss what we do with Cameron Smith a bit later. So I think those two gentlemen hurt my team uh, <laughs> on the weekend. Yeah, same here with Smith. I had him captain as well. I had Jeremy, Mar- Jeremy Marshall Kings, uh, eight as yep. well, Bryce Cartwright doing nothing uh, in my reserves, but I still managed to get my best score of the round so, of the season so far. So yeah. a weird week all around. I, well, I lost. Um, I took Cartwright out because he got dropped, and then I lost Kenner and I lost Hayne from my centres, yeah. and I had dramas elsewhere. Ended up copying the donut from Kenner because I just didn't have any backup centres, and I still somehow got over eight hundred just yeah, through nice. a few guys like Tom Travojevic and. Uh, James Fisher Harris, strange guys times. got over. So let's let's tear into some team changes. Uh, Thursday night we've got the Raiders against the Bulldogs at GIO Stadium. Big news for the Raiders: Josh Papali has been the uh, I don't know if I want to say scapegoat because he had a, a few errors on uh, on Saturday night against Manly, but he's the the big name casualty from a few changes from their underwhelming start to the season. Um, Silva Havili showing that uh, his minutes don't look like they're improving, and uh, if he doesn't get any tries, he doesn't get too many points. Um, what do we make of the camera yeah. team? Havili's just about a sell. He's still making a bit of cash, so nothing urgent there. Um, yeah, Ricky Stewart's taking the um, bold strategy of dropping a star player every week until he yeah. gives him a win. Uh, we'll see how that works. Yeah, look, the Raiders like Austin the week before. Well, the Raiders, yeah, they just have. I mean, I actually brought Jared Croker into my side last week purely yeah. for um, we spoke about the Jared Hayne factor and. Came up with his first 50 of the season, Mm. Jared Croker, so not a bad in. But, yeah, Nick Cottrick couldn't back up his um, score of 70 in round three, and he came up with eight last week. So it's desperate times for fantasy coaches. I think we've got Canberra players in their side. Likewise for Canberra on the field, it's desperate times for them. So um, will we see Ricky swing the axe a bit more moving forward? Who knows? Who knows? I think at this stage, a bit like the Eels... um, you know, for Raiders players, if they're not in your team already, I just wait till they start winning before you'd, you'd buy anyone. If they had a, yeah. a tackle, if they had Sean Fenson from a few years ago making 50, 60 tackles a week, then you'd get him, but they don't. So I'd probably just steer clear yeah. of all Canberra's players right now. Yeah, like you say, if they find some form, then you might be able to get you know Jordan Rapana or someone to exactly, a discount. Yeah. But until then, probably steer clear. Head over to the Bulldogs. Um, Aiden Tolman, a possible long-term ankle injury, a high-grade syndesmosis. I think he's had surgery, so he's out for probably eight or so weeks. Um, that's the main change, Adam Elliott into the starting side and Kerrit Holland into the 17 on the bench, although that could end up being um, one of the forwards on game day. Um, we touched on Moses Zembai already and obviously mm. Jeremy Marshall King didn't go too well. Yeah, he didn't. Um, he's still pretty cheap, so he can still make money, but hopefully he you know, at least gets into double digits this week for those of us who picked him up. Last week, uh, for Tyler Mariners, still going great. Uh, Zappi, someone you talked about at the start of the season, still making money, scoring a lot of points. Uh, Moses Zembai will bounce back. He was just really unfortunate to cop that head knock 
really early in that game. Go off for minus one. Yeah, 102-point drop in one week. <laughs> um, but, yeah, he'll bounce back. As Michael Leach obviously been spoken about. Finally got a bit of running yeah. through his uh, game. 115 run metres and 80-minute performance. He had 41 tackles with 58 points for Michael Leach. But you touched on CK with Kerrit Holland being on the bench. I know um, it's interesting, I think, as you said, like, I would expect the forward to come in because you've already got Fermanu Brown who's on the bench and then yeah. carrying a back on the bench. So um, I expect there could be a late change for the Bulldogs. Um, Were they um, that spooked by uh, Kieran Foran's attempt at goal kicking last week? <laughs> well, yeah, back he, had, he, he had a bit of a laugh about it, Kieran himself, <laughs> earlier in the week. But yeah, it was... Um, it wasn't one of, I suppose, Kieran's finest attempts at the goal kick on the weekend uh, there, Dom. But yeah, look, at, um, yeah, it will be interesting to see the makeup of the dogs bench um, come, I suppose, kickoff time. I, yeah, I couldn't imagine you'd carry a back and a utility yeah. on the bench as well. Probably fantasy wise, I guess, Michael Leisher, if he's going to keep up that sort of performance, 58 points in, in 80 minutes with plenty of run meters, he could be one to, yep. to buy for those of us that don't have him. Um, heading over to the Sharks via the Roosters, 6 p.m. Friday, Southern Cross Group Stadium. Um, the Sharks, they've brought back Matt Moylan in the halves, even though they're 2 0 with Hawkinson and 0 2 with Moylan. They're obviously sticking with that strategy, and uh, Dugan named to return as well, which bumps um, Val Holmes to the wing and Edric Lee out of the side, even though Edric Lee scored 100% of the tries that were scored in the Sharks v Storm game last week. You're not happy with these changes? <laughs> big names. Uh, yeah, Dugan's probably uh, good value at the back if he stays fit, which is a big if for Josh Dugan. Mm. It would have been annoying if you had him last week with the late. Withdrawal before kickoff. Um, Paul Gallon's one of those ones that most of us don't have him, and it's kind of pleasing if you don't to see he scores under 50. He did okay in the weekend, got 42. While he keeps doing that, his price will drop. He's lost about 150k already, so yeah, he could be one to pick up in a few weeks elsewhere. Yeah, I don't know. We'll do it a couple of weeks ago when he did play uh, fullback against the Eels, scored 56 um, yep. in a game where I suppose he was called upon to you know, carry the ball a lot and. Um, He's renowned for that. Dukes, obviously, yep. uh, his running game is something that uh, he enjoys. And, you know, if he can bring that, you know, you'd like to see him push around that mark. And, yeah, the 50 mark. And obviously, Andrew Fafita was, you know, a bit quieter last week than mm. he was the week before in that same game against the Eels. I think he scored over 60 points in that win that, over the Eels yeah. as well. So That game last week against Melbourne, nobody scored well. There's no, so yeah. many penalties. I think 48 from uh, Matt Pryor was the top scorer in the game. So 24 he, errors as well. Like, yeah. We forget about that. But Yeah, yeah. exactly. So... Um, we'll talk about Cameron Smith a bit later, as you said, but no Storm players scored well, not a lot of Sharks scored well, so you can kind of discount that a little bit for guys like you know, Fafita and, and Gallon. All right, we'll have a look at the, uh, the Roosters team. No changes for them, despite a pretty surprising and also convincing loss to the Warriors at home last weekend. Um, what do we think of the Roosters team? I don't know. What's going on? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. <laughs> They're up and down, aren't they? Um, well, Latrell fight. It was interesting because they scored what in the first two minutes of yeah. that clash against the Warriors. Latrell scored a nice try. He was on track for about two hundred at that point. James Tedesco, <laughs> fifty-three. Yeah, um, despite not lighting up the field, yeah. mm. it's a good sign that he can get that much without really doing a great deal. Exactly. Yeah, you, you feel like a, a monster score is coming from him. Yeah. You know when he clicks. Um, uh, Ryan Madison, we mentioned last week, uh, he didn't do much. Only played sixty minutes. Uh, scored about thirty-five. So. Yeah, he's probably a no-go. Mitch Orbison's a sell if you've got him. Takiyaho is a bit of a flop. And he got 15 or something, didn't yeah. he? He's really headed in the wrong direction. So, the, I mean, the Roosters have got to turn around, surely. Yeah. They haven't even been hit by injuries yet, which was the one no. yeah. fear we had for their depth. But Lost one winger, and that's yeah. about it. They've got all their 
playmakers and so on. So. Rex Robinson's been a bit of a bust. He was a potential cheapie just given yeah. his job security for the next three months until Tupo's back, but he hasn't done much either. Well, Black Fergus was a little bit quieter yeah. last week compared to previous weeks, but he's still the leading mm. run meter yeah, uh, still in, their, runs. In, the, in the game. But, yeah, it's hard to get a read on the Roosters. I know we are heading into week five of the season, but mm. um, hard to get a read. A lot of people jumped on Cooper Cronk, but I think he's not been any better fantasy-wise than he was yep. at Melbourne, despite having plenty of responsibilities. So um, wait and see on him. Let's head over to the uh, the second Friday night game, St. George of Dragons up against South Sydney Rabbitohs. Uh, Jubilee Oval, the second Friday game. Dragons, they have been on fire. Um, not really converting to, to massive fantasy points for their forward pack, I think just because they've got too many good forwards yep. at the moment, which is a good problem for Paul McGregor, but not ideal for fantasy coaches. Yeah, it's really the backs that are cashing in at the moment. Um, Both halves are averaging better than 50 points a game. Uh, Usually one or two outside backs has done well every week. It was Aitken on the weekend, got uh, 57. So, yeah, there's there's none of them that are going, you know, amazingly well, like scoring crazy numbers, but but like a lot of players are doing quite well. So um, I'm still not 100% convinced that Gareth Widdop, who's been great so far, is going to keep this up all year. He's never been a huge fantasy scorer, but... You know, mm. if the Dragons keep thrashing teams, then, you know, it's going to mm. keep happening. He's getting 16 points in goals every week. It's yeah, a good exactly. head start. Well, Lisa Armour has been impressive for me, I think, off yeah. the bench. Um, I know we've, we've touched on, I suppose, a lot of the starting forwards for the Dragons in Graham, um, Jack DeBellin, Paul yeah, Vaughan, Tarek Sims, you know, Tyson Brazil, who all play these big minutes. But Lisa Armour averaging 45, yeah, um, nice. yeah just, under, well, I suppose just under 46 points. In fantasy, his run meters averaging 137.8 run meters per game. He was the winner last week from their forward pack. He scored 58 in that win over Newcastle. So he has been mm. impressive off the bench. Got and, a nice try. Um, yeah, and I suppose he's not at the you know top end for you know forwards when it comes to value. You know, looking at the likes of you know the Fafitas. Uh, yep. You know, we'll, I think we got to touch on Jesse Bromwich a little bit later, but um, yeah, he's been super impressive, at least in Army. But you can't fault the Dragons from. Um, on the field and from a fantasy perspective, if you've mm. got a Dragons player on your side, you seem to be going uh, well, whether it be week one, two, three or four. Mm. We'll have a look at the Rabbitohs because they are uh, packed with fantasy talking points. Um, no Richie Kenner again this week, which is a blow for a lot of us who are relying on him in the centres. Um, Sam Burgess name, but obviously has since been rubbed out with suspension, so they'll have a change there potentially. Uh, George Burgess or Mark Nichols to come into the starting team. We'll find out later in the week. Um, Adam Reynolds comes back, which pushes Adam Dewey to the bench, so that's going to hurt his scores, and he's going to be a sell pretty soon. Um, lots going on at the Rabbitohs. Yeah, that's all right. I think Cameron Murray's the, the big headline act for fantasy. Um, he's hit 53, 60, and 61 in the last few weeks. Got the winning try on the weekend, uh, which is great news. Um, cut price keeper, I think. He, he should be in your team. Yep. If he's not already, uh, Damien Cook's the other one we've talked about a lot. Uh, Dane Gagai moves to the wing this week, which um, which I don't mind. I think it's I not going to hurt him too much, is it? He gets more runs exactly, and more busts, yeah. make up for lost tackles. Wingers these days are, are more important in attack than centers, you'd say, Absolutely. even if they get the hands of the ball less. But they, you know, the big carries from uh, from the back, they finish off the tries. Um, you know, he, he was Origin Player of the Series for Queensland last year off the wing, so we know what he can do uh, fantasy wise, obviously. He would just make a few less tackles than usual, but um, he could still, you know, improve on what he's done so far. Uh, and yeah, Dewey is probably a sell maybe next week or the week after. He's still got a zero or negative break even this yeah. week, so he's got it's, probably one more price rise. Low, but we'll see what he does off the bench this week with Reynolds back. So Damien Cook for me, I think, is a genuine buy. 
to replace Cameron Smith, I think, Don. Yeah. And what about yourself? Are you looking at Damien Cook to... I've already got Damien Cook, so he, he probably will be my captain this week. Um, but I don't think I'm selling Cameron Smith yet. Not yet. We'll no. talk about well, that. Well, well statistically, like when you look at Damien's year, yeah, 80 minute hooker, he averages 57 points in fantasy. He's averaging 107 run meters out of dummy half. He's averaging Massive. 45 tackles a game. So um, statistically, mm. he's delivering yeah, as well. Awesome. So which has been awesome. Mm. So. He's already gone up what 200 grand almost. Yeah. So he's a genuine buy for me this week. Absolutely. All right. Well, let's. Uh, Move on to the, the Saturday game. I'm absolutely fascinated mm. to see what happens between the Tigers and the Storm. The Tigers, they've already beaten the Storm once um, back in round two. Despite uh, conceding 18 penalties, they uh, defended their own line stoutly, put the Storm off their game. Um, they look set to be unchanged, so that means Tui Lola here still at fullback. Corey Thompson, who's been one of the success stories in fantasy this year on the wing. Um, still no uh, Josh Reynolds anywhere in the, the 21. He's still coming back from his hamstring strain. Um, Jacob Little on the bench. He'll be in the starting team sooner rather than later, you'd think. Yeah. The Tigers, their story's been incredible this year, really. Yeah. They've got the hardest draw in the comp. They've played uh, three of the top four teams from last season. Four of the top four teams. Four of the lot. Is that yeah, right? Yeah, para finished fourth. Yeah, okay. So they've played the first, second, third, and fourth finishing teams. And they've teams beaten three year. of them, yeah. including the Storm. They're, and they went down in Golden Point. Yeah, and they, like this week, they're genuinely in better shape than the Melbourne Storm are when they play yeah. the Storm. It's hard to comprehend. Um, and this not, game's in New Zealand as well, so it's not like it's a home game sure. for, for anyone. So, But who knows, you can't write them off. Um, they were even good in attack last week against Parramatta for the first time this season. So, uh, yeah, great stuff. Um, Corey Thompson's been fantastic, sir. Cash cow, he's, um, mm. he's doubled his price, and I think he signed a new deal this week as yep. well. I think extended he's for a year. Doubled his salary he's as well. He's number one in the NRL <laughs> for kick return meters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's been fantastic by both in real life and in fantasy. <laughs> fantasy uh, scores have been better on the wing than at fullback as well. He's two games on the wing. Yeah. He's scored tries and done heaps of stuff. Yeah, terrific. Um, Robbie Rocco got a try as well last week. How good. Uh, which was great. Saved my team as well. So, um, yeah, it's the kind of usual suspects for them, but... Um, yeah, hopefully I can keep up this uh, this great form. Yeah, you can't you can't fault the Tigers in their form, and um, I think we've touched on it a few times throughout the podcast this season is they just got blokes that have a go for you, and mm. that's mm. what they're delivering, and um, they're delivering on on the field and in fantasy mm. land as well. So um, yeah, I think if you've got Robbie Rocco and Corey Thompson in your side, you you'd be a very happy fantasy mm. coach. How good! Most of us don't have him, but how good has SR Masters been both yeah. in fantasy and in in real footies? I think we're all disappointed that Tane Milne did, didn't get a run mm. in in round one. We're owing Mop as a cheapie, but SR Masters, I think five offloads. He's just doing everything at the moment. Well, I think the back five for the West Tigers. CK, I know myself and you had a look at some of the stats. The West yeah. Tigers back five in the opening four rounds are number one in the annual for offloads, and as you say, I think a lot of that's coming off the back of. SR Masters, and when you look at the style of play that their back five play, because they seem to be a little bit more you know, small and agile, you look at Tuilola here, you got you know, Corey Thompson, Kevin Naguam, I know when Nofaluma's been in there as well, so they like to shift and play that expansive type of footy from plays one and two, and um, they're seeing the results on the field. Alright, we'll head over to Melbourne, we've been alluding to them all podcasts so far, <laughs> let's get cracking. Um, Will Chambers is out, suspended and probably rightfully so, having a look at that, that chokehold last week, young Tonema Pia comes in, he scored a hat-trick for 
Um, I think it's East Tigers uh, in the Q Cup last week. Uh, Delphinuken out, unfortunately, suspended and injured, so Kenny Bromwich starts for him, although Felice Cafusi's name on the bench, so potentially a chance of his first NRL game this season. Um, the captain at number nine, Cam Smith, let a few fantasy coaches down last week, the lowest score I can remember from him for quite some time, and uh, Jesse Bromwich and Nelson Asafa-Solomon are the starting props, also underwhelming. Boys, carnage. Yeah, there is carnage. Brody Croft, you didn't mention there, he hasn't yeah. done much... This What's year, Cameron either? saying? He's averaging what about forty-five so far. Yeah, this year. he's the most penalised player in the comp at the moment. So, yeah. was it nine penalties in four games? Nine, yeah, uh, yeah, I think that's right. And mm. um, and a sin bin. So three of them in three seconds last yeah. week. I think whatever hold we thought he had over referees has mm. come and gone. Um, he's carrying a bit of an injury as well. We think he didn't kick yeah. last week. He didn't kick goals. He didn't uh, kick out a dummy half. Uh, so his attacking stats were were non-existent. He barely yeah. ran the ball last week as well. well. He got zero points from run meters, zero points for kick meters, and obviously no assists, no busts, no offloads, yeah. anything like and that. And then a, stack, a bunch of penalties and a sin bin. So, yeah, so short term, it doesn't look great. I can see why people would be selling him just because he's so expensive, but then again, he is Cameron Smith. If he gets over this injury, you assume he goes back to his old self, which would be 60 points a game. So long term, you probably want him in your team at some point. Um, if, like you said, you don't have him right now, you're laughing because you can just wait for his price to um, bottom out and then pick him up at some point. But, uh, yeah, those of us who have him, it's a, it's a tough time. I think I'm going to keep him, you know, partially because there's bigger problems in my team than Cameron Smith, <laughs> so I just wait it out. Well, it's not too big, though, when he scored 800. Yeah, sure, sure. But, uh, you know, these are headaches. So I think I'll just bench him and pick someone else as captain, but it's, it's so weird to be doing that with Cameron yeah. Smith. He's been the best player in fantasy for the last five years, basically. Yep. He's suddenly not Mr. Reliable. No, Jesse Bromwich is another one. I think he, he's only averaging 37 uh, points this year, but he's also owned by around about 20%. Mm. Yeah, he's in 20% of teams, and so um, he's probably one where it's probably got to the point where you sell Jesse Bromwich because just not delivering on the field. and he, He's really struggled, I think, this year. I thought his form towards the back end of last year after he had that misdemeanour off-field, mm. he really got back to the Jesse Bromwich of old. And, yeah, this year he's really struggled. And, um, yeah, the storm of, what are they, two and two to start the season mm. and just really looked out of sorts last weekend, the storm, with, obviously, as you said, there's a lot, you know, a lot, obviously a lot of penalties, but also that compounded them with plenty of errors from the storm. And, yeah, Cameron Smith, I just... I think, I, I think I'm going to sell him. I've got to sell him. I think. I've got to sell him. <laughs> I think but there's other... Him. He does free up. I mean, selling him frees up a lot of options, yeah. trade options, especially this year when we haven't talked about it much, but the versatility you have now where the bench can be any position, you can pretty yeah. much sell anyone for anyone else. Mm. Just put someone put someone on their bench, trade them out, you can pick someone from any position. So and Having guys on there like Slade Griffin, Appy Corusau, yeah. um, who are available as a hooker but also as a, you know, a back rower or a half, um, you can keep them on the bench. You can bring them on for whichever spot you need filling. Yeah, so... <laughs> We'll see how it goes. I think Seems I'm, to be a lot of cells at the Storm. A lot of cells, yeah. yeah. So, Croft, Bromwich, Smith. Mm. Well, Croft's got a better score every week than the week before. It's just that he hasn't still <laughs> worked his have way you, up to Have you still got him in your no, team? No, I got rid of him okay, weeks yeah, ago. Yeah. Yeah. What was he, 21, 23, 27, 29 yeah. or something? Yeah. It's really the high 50s he got last year. It's, <laughs> been, it's been a weird... I mean, the comp in general, it's still it's got a bit of a um, like preseason feel to it in terms of the results. Like the, yeah. 
Tigers being in the storm seems crazy. Roosters losing at home to the Warriors seems crazy. And it's kind of, you're just waiting for it to get back to the predictable mm. situation where the, you know, the teams we think are good start winning and the teams we think aren't start losing. But it hasn't happened yet. So it's hard to know if this is just a phase for mm. um, teams like the storm or if they'll, you know, and they'll snap out of it soon or if this is a new, new, new normal. Find out. Yeah, well, before we talk about the Warriors, a quick reminder that the NRL Fantasy League is sponsored by Yui. Yui customers have saved over $1 million with Yui Rewards on offers like $30 off $200 NRL shop gift cards. Visit yui.com.au slash rewards for more details. Now, the Warriors v. the Cowboys over there at Mount Smart Stadium. Um, don't know if we'd have tipped this six weeks ago that the Warriors are looking almost <laughs> invincible and the Cowboys are looking very brittle, but um, here we are. The Warriors are boosted actually after that, that big win over the Roosters by Sean Johnson coming back at halfback. And they've also got uh, Simon Mannering on the bench for the first time this year. Yeah, we just talked about the Storm who are coming off a loss and then lose to big-name players. The Warriors coming off a big win and bring back two genuine stars. Mm. They're their two best fantasy players, Mannering and Johnson. Um, they were terrific last week with Mason Lino at halfback. So, um, yeah, Mannering's on the bench, so you get a free look at him. Um, no need to buy him yet. He's actually the most expensive player in yeah. fantasy <laughs> right now because the big names like Cameron Smith have been going backwards price-wise. Uh, Sean Johnson's probably going to be the best half in fantasy this year. Uh, Cherry Evans has been good, but Johnson's been a bit better. Um, Tohu Harris. Poor score last start, so his price Johnson, might be... Uh, yeah, his correct. break-even's pretty high, so I wouldn't necessarily rush him back yeah. uh, into your team this week, uh, coming, out of, coming off an injury. Um, Tohu Harris was a bit quiet last week, but he's been fantastic. Yep. Otherwise, well, yeah, for me, I can't. I just can't believe the Warriors won like they did last week without <laughs> Sean Johnson, who has been um, so mm. dominant. But the back five for me for the Warriors have been impressive. You know, Roger Tuivasa-Cheg obviously had a bit of a quieter game last week with 14 points, but Solomon Akata outstanding with 53. The Warriors back five and number one in the competition for most run meters. Um, yeah, they're second in the competition. Uh, they're back five for the most offloads. So a lot of their play is coming off the likes of David um, Fusatu, who's the leading try scorer in the competition, Ken Mamalo, you know, Roger Tuvashek's been there. And the player yeah. we've spoken about all, all year for fantasy has been Peter Hiku, the right side mm. centre for the Warriors. So, um, yeah, there's plenty of upside for the Warriors. And um, as you say, looking at five wins in a row against a Cowboys side who will be pretty determined mm. to go over there and... Um, yeah, win, and um, I know we'll touch on them, but um, there's a lot of there's a lot of positivity f- mm. for um, the Warriors. Well, with Peter Hicker, we like he was a complete fantasy bust when he was at Penrith, and he's actually been quite consistent this year. And I'm wondering if it's just because Penrith weren't going to him very much, and now the Warriors are really focusing on that right side. There's just getting so much ball between um, Tohu Harris and Peter Hicker that maybe he can keep this up all year. Yeah, who knows? We talked about it last week. I was a bit um, not down on the Warriors, but but I was pointing out that their draw got really tough in the next few weeks, which it does, but the first game that was meant to be tough was away to the Roosters, and they mm. you know, made light yeah, work of that. So, and now the Cowboys are a bit out of sorts, so there's no reason they can't win this game. So, yeah, I mean, it could keep going. I was one of the guys uh, who missed out on Hugh at the start of the year um, based on his previous fantasy performances, but he's been fantastic. Yeah, well, we'll talk about the Cowboys. They um, still know Lachlan Coote, although he is in the reserves and, and played well in Reggie's last week, so he might come back for Ben Hampton, who, who came off a really good score, um, one of the few Cowboys to, to play well against the Panthers. Um, they've got Scott Bolton starting, so unfortunately Jordan McLean out for at least three months with a, a foot injury. Corey Jensen brought onto the bench. Um, Tamalolo and Thurston not really lighting up the fantasy world at the moment. Yeah, Tamalolo got 50-odd last week, um, which is good, but Thurston... Yeah, it's just not happening for him this year. 
Uh, got about 30 on the weekend. Uh, I don't think he's had a really good score yet. He had 70 in round two in that loss to Brisbane. Where he had, had about a bunch 40. Of... Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think it was like... And five tries. Yeah. Something yeah. crazy, yeah. Um, so, the, you know, the risk all year has been um, if Michael Morgan's going to take attacking stats off him, but it's not like they're getting many attacking stats. Yeah, there's not much to go around exactly. at the moment. So, yeah. And his goal kicking has a bit... I noticed last week yeah. he gets shanked an absolute shank. I think he either kicked the tee and... Waved it to the right and come mm. out of it shaking his foot. So he's yeah, um, just been a bit off. Looks a bit out of sorts, JT. Yeah, so I think he's a sell, unfortunately. Yeah. Cohen S has been the talk yep. for the Cowboys. Obviously, um, yeah, the last couple of weeks he's had big scores um, 61 against the Penrith Panthers in a, a beaten side, and the previous week against the Storm he had um, 80. So, you know, he's playing obviously bigger minutes. Um, it's, it's funny how um, people contain his Tamalola, but then they unleash yeah. the young back rower there. Mm. And, I think James Maloney enjoyed the battle with him last <laughs> weekend. Gave him a bit of lip to, I think Jimmy mm. Maloney did. But Came out um, of that pretty well, Maloney. He smashed the ball out he of did. Cohen Hess's hands. So it be interesting to see Scott Bolton. He averages 106 run metres a game, obviously coming off the bench. I wonder it would be interesting to see if Green relies on him to play a few more minutes now with mm. Jordan McLean out and obviously Matt Scott you know, still there. But, um, you know, Corey Jensen comes on the bench. But someone like Scott, Bol- Scott Bolton, who's been around, he's a experienced campaigner will they see more minutes out of someone like him and get those run metres but Tamalo is still averaging 154 run metres a game averaging 47 in fantasy but you'd like to see a few more scores um, mm. over the 50 mark from Tamalo it's just a big come down from his starting price so he's another one of those players probably if you don't have him put him on the watch list yep. to pick him up for a, a discount um, alrighty the, the Knights and the Broncos up there in the Hunter on Saturday night um, Knights I think Probably still can find a lot of positives there, despite you know going down to the Dragons, who are running through pretty much everyone at the moment. Um, sad news for them is is Tauta Moga out with another ACL injury, which is horrible news for a guy who's already had I think three knee reconstructions. Um, the Ross dog Nathan Ross shifts in one from the wing, and Ken Seo um, comes in on the flank. Otherwise, I think they're pretty much unchanged. Although there's talk that Danny Levi is going to get some minutes um, if he comes into the 17, which hopefully doesn't affect Slade Griffin too much. Yeah, I think there's a, still a chance Griffin plays big minutes either yeah. uh, at hooker or uh, at lock or somewhere in that back row if. Levi gets a run. Um, yeah, so I think it's kind of business as usual, fantasy-wise. Caelan Ponga going to have. Uh, Slade Griffin is making a lot of money. He's probably close to peaking. He's not quite a keeper, but, um, you know, he's been terrific. Caelan yep. Ponga last week, I think I spoke to you, CK, earlier in the week. Um, he really showed last week the type of footballer he is. I think, you know, they were, they were beaten... Uh, quite well by the Dragons and the Dragons yeah the Dragons forward pack's been so impressive in the opening month and really took it to the Knights and I think Caelan Pong as a kid young kid really stood up and showed his toughness and bravery and and I think as a young kid that can certainly be tested early in your career and I think he really he really showed I know everyone's highlighted his attacking ability he came up with another 10 tackle breaks last week but just his composure and just his um, he really for me just stamped his authority that he is a genuine first grader and someone that's going to make um, huge inroads up there at Newcastle. And you know, he's been outstanding, averaging 57 points a game. So um, he's been superb for the Knights. And yeah, as I said, really impressed last week. All righty, let's have a look at the Broncos team. Um, few dramas for them against the Titans. They, uh, it's probably the worst Broncos performance I can remember in, in quite a while. Um, Matt Lodge, who's you know in a lot of teams, still went okay. Um, big come down for Jermaine Izarco, who's actually been sort of exceeding expectations uh, previously. Andrew McCulloch is uh, probably the, the shining light there, fantasy-wise, averaging 59 for the season. Yeah, I think he's the shining light in the whole comp at the moment. Um 
top scorer in the in NRL fantasy. So one of those options if you want to trade out Cameron Smith and you have money to burn. Um, uh, TVD Pengai Jr. might come back this week. I think he might be in the reserves. He's in the reserves, yeah. yeah. So, um, you know, if you want to take a risk, although it's not that much of a risk these days, you could put him in your 17. If he doesn't play, you get an emergency. Yep. Um, uh, yeah, Corey Oates is the other one back. Azarko's probably got, what, one more week or two if he can get a big score this week in your team and then mm. time to cash him out. Well, McCulloch started on the bench in round one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's averaging, what, just under 60 points a game. He's already made 200 tackles for the season, but his tackle efficiency, 96.6% tackle mm. efficiency. So he's making plenty of tackles, but he's not missing too many either. Yep. So yep. that certainly helps when it comes to fantasy. Yeah. If you are going to sell Smith for McCulloch, you're actually going to have to come up with some, uh, yeah, some spare cost. change because he, he costs more than Cam at the moment. Um, let's have a look at the uh, the team that beat them last week, the Titans. They're at, um, up at Gladstone, I think, in north-central Queensland, thereabouts, uh, hosting the Manly Seagulls. Um, they were really good last week. That four-pack yep. reshuffle paid massive dividends. Paid massive dividends for uh, Jai Arrow, who's in quite a few of our teams as well. He played 60-odd minutes for, for 65, which was fantastic. Um, they're unchanged, which means Bryce Cartwright is on the bench and probably not going to get too many minutes again. Yeah, I think Cartwright's a sell. Um, you know, the reason he was cheap this year and why everyone bought him was because he was a bench player who didn't do much last year, and this year was looking like he was going to start, and now he's, after a month into the season, he's a bench player who's not going to do much by the looks of things. The Cardi party is over. The Cardi party Everybody is go over. Home. What about the Philip Sammy? <laughs> the Sammy party. If he gets a patrick every <laughs> week, it'll uh, be good news. But, um, yeah, I think I think the big story is is Jai Arrow, who you know, not only looks like a, a mid-range cashy, but also a, a genuine keeper if he keeps up anything so- like that score. Zap, you played some wing in your time. Are you involved in many tries where one winger kicked across fields for the other winger to score a try? <laughs> not too many, not at all. But it was um, it was a totally different Titan side yeah. that we saw on the weekend compared to the week before when they played the Dragons in Toowoomba. I liked the changes. Um, I think sometimes when the, the Dragons game was evident that it was like they lacked some aggression or lacked yeah. some, I don't know, hunger the Titans than make those team changes yeah. from the, the first tackle of the game the first set of six mm. in particular Ryan James made it personal with the Brisbane yeah. Broncos forwards and you know he had Claret I think he had to go to the blood bin a couple of times season high score of 48 in fantasy so he put a um, rubber kick in for a try he did so he was everywhere and they made a statement to I know they often get referred to as the little brother to the big brother but yeah. um, they made a statement the Titans and I like those changes but you know Jai Arrow is just does everything, does he? Yeah. As we as you said, I think you said, CK, last week, how much more solid they look with those three. Yeah. With James and Wallace and Arrow in the in the middle. Um, yeah. Suddenly they just look rock solid. Um, uh, Arrow's been great. And the fact that they beat, you know, the Broncos in Brisbane, for the Titans probably doesn't get any better than that. No, exactly. As, as a club. So they're hardly going to change away, you know, move away from this new setup mm. anytime soon, which is bad news for Cartwright in terms of his minutes. He barely got on the field. Last yeah. week, and they didn't really need him. Exactly. Is it? Um, I know a lot of most of us probably have Arrow already, but people who don't have him, he's probably almost a must-have. I think he is. Um, he's almost like a Cam Murray, isn't he? Exactly. Mm. Exactly. Yeah. And and you know that's his first run at lock, and he's going to stay there. You think for the foreseeable future? So yeah, scores around sixty and above might not be too uncommon for Jai Arrow. Nice one. All right, let's have a look at uh, Manly. 
Um, they were really good against Canberra, but copped a triple injury blow. Um, Curtis Siren and Klepi Tanganoa both out for the season, which brings Frank Winterstein and Jack Kosieski into the team. And Tommy Turbo, who did so much mm. good stuff for fantasy coaches last week. It's only two weeks out, but it's a massive blow, um, which brings... Uh, uh, Dylan Walker comes back from injury in the centres and Matt Wright goes to uh, to fullback. Yeah, it must have been bittersweet for you, Zap. It was a, it's a big blow because I only said last week that I want to see a little bit oh, more no. from Tommy Turbo and he produced the goods with a score of 84 last week mm. but unfortunately came out with injury. But yeah, not, not going to be on the sidelines for as long as the likes of Curtis Sheeran and, as you say, Kleppi Tangano were both sidelined for the rest of the year. But um, yeah, Tommy Turbo, he was good. It was good to see. And, but, you know, Dylan Walker comes back into the centres. Matty Wright shifts to fullback in replace of Tom Trebojevic. So, um, yeah, I think Jake Trebojevic, you know, Joy Arrow, you could probably put Joy Arrow in the Jake mm. Trebojevic mould now. Yep. So, yep. Jake, he continues to deliver, averaging, what, 58 points in the first month of the season. DCE not too far behind him. So, yeah, unfortunate for fantasy coaches have got Tommy, but um, just hold on to him for a couple of weeks and he'll be back. Yeah, Lachlan Croker's the other one. I haven't got him in my team, but he's... Yeah, uh, selling him this week. He's selling him this week, yeah. So he's made a bit of money, but his scores haven't really been there. He needs to you know, get involved with a few more scoring plays to, to mm. get you know up around 30 points at least. So, yeah, maybe this mm. week or next... You've done well not to gloat through that, Dom. I know you were sort about, of oh, I've missed a bunch as well, so I'm not going to yeah. get too cocky. <laughs> Is Api Coruscant another one from the Seagull side? Well, I, I am buying Api Coruscant this week because he's uh, available a little bit of a discount compared to his 54-point average that he's had so far. He's making a bunch of tackles. He's uh, shooting at a dummy half. He had a nice... Uh, Linebrack assist for Tommy Turbo last week that led to, I think, Cherry Evans finished off the try. He's getting a few attacking stats to go with some massive uh, defensive numbers and available at hooker in half. I desperately need a scoring half, yeah. so I'm going to bring him in as my halves in place of Lucky Croker. Yeah, there haven't been many really consistent halves this year. Um, Cherry yeah. Evans, Johnson, who's been injured. Um, so, yeah, having a, a big-minute hooker who makes a lot of tackles um, in one of those half spots is, yeah, very handy. Cool. Well, we'll have a look at the uh, the Eels and the Panthers Sunday afternoon at ANZ Stadium. Eels just cannot take a trick. Um, they don't really get any injured players back, although Kane Evans is named on the bench. Um, George Jennings could be a potential little cheapie. I don't know what his job security is like, but he uh, I think he probably played well enough to, to at least state a case for staying in the team for a while. Um, elsewhere, not much doing fantasy-wise. Nathan Brown's been a little bit down, but not too bad. Um, a few people jumped on um, Daniel Alvaro, who's been doing quite well. Yeah, he's been all right. Um, otherwise, yeah, a bit like Canberra, I think, just wait until they win before yeah, looking at any of their, mm. their fantasy players. I mean, they should be good on paper. They were good well, Depending on the but results but of this weekend's game, yeah. Parramatta and Canberra play each other next week. There you go. Someone's got a spoon win. Battle. <laughs> it could be the spoon battle <laughs> next weekend if... Canberra and the Eels go down this weekend. Sorry, CK. No, but just the less said the better. Let's talk about Penrith. Um, they were great last week. Absolutely took it to the uh, the Cowboys. James Fisher-Harris, what a monster game mm. from him. Absolutely drilled first and late in the game. Um, set up a try late in the game as well. Uh, 59 points for the Army kick-out. That's now three weeks out of four that he's got past 50. I think he played all 80 minutes in the back row, which is a fantastic Huge. sign for everyone who jumped on him. Um James Maloney, 85, don't think he can keep it up, but maybe he can. What do we reckon? Incredible. Well, Jimmy, I said, I think we've yeah, touched on recently. Yeah. I've, I've given a few tips, but you know, <laughs> I tipped Moses and and then came back down to earth. But, yeah, Jimmy was great. The Panthers have been their young forwards. And you say James Fisher-Harris, Viliami Kikau, um, 
yeah, Corey Hardaway and Naira, Moses Liotta on the weekend. Um, so yeah, they've um, they've got a really good forward pack. Trent Merrin's obviously playing limited minutes. Um, but yeah, Fisher Harris made a stance last week. I you know he mm. just got hold of that Cowboys forward pack. Yeah, got hold tackles. of arguably the greatest player of the game. Just yeah. every mm. time Thurston had the ball, Fisher Harris was onto him. Um, and his his name locked this week officially. He, he's kind of been playing there anyway. He's been playing bigger minutes than Trent Merrin, who's named prop this week. So yeah, his his rise has kind of meant Merrin's fallen a bit mm. um, as a fantasy factor. But yeah, with all those young forwards and that and that team improving, they don't really need Merrin to make as much impact as they did in previous years. Well, the Maloney factor last week, the big thing that I noticed was the fact that his kick meters, Sega, was yeah. at 492 yeah. kick meters. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, when you lose a dominant half like Nathan Cleary, there's a lot of responsibility on um, James Maloney to be the kicker. And, um, you know, obviously Tyron Pucci last week didn't kick too many times. Yeah. Peter Walsh didn't kick a lot out of dummy half. So, you know, James Maloney had, I think, as I say, like you nearly got twenty five points purely just yeah. from you know kick meters itself. You talked him up a bit last week, Maloney, and I was so close to sh- sh- shooting you down. So <laughs> Maloney is not a he still had six. He still had six he, missed tackles though. Yeah, yeah, but he did everything else. He got a try, yeah. a couple of try assists, uh, goals, heaps of kick meters, twenty twenty, I think. Yeah, yeah, so field goal. Yeah. yeah, he can't play that well most weeks, but but the base stats now that Cleary's gone, the kick meters will be. Maybe not that high, but it'll be pretty high. The goals will be there. Um, so he's a decent chance of scoring mm. okay. And he's, he's really cheap now. He's, he's uh, the same, exactly the same price as Bryce Cartwright. So if you want to jump mm. off one, you can jump onto the other. Just beware. You know, he might get 20 one week and then 50 yeah. another. Who knows? Yeah, risky buy, shall we say. Trent Merrin we're putting down as a sell. Fisher Harris is looking almost must-have if he's going to play lock. Yeah. Cool. Well, plenty of mull over there. Keep Dylan going. Edwards, the other one we missed out. He's been yeah. going great. Can bust a tackle. Alrighty. Well, that uh, brings us to the end of a, another massive podcast. Uh, keep an eye on NRL.com through the week. We've got one more uh, fantasy preview video to come, and then obviously all the late mail and, and team changes heading into the weekend. Uh, again, thanks to Yui for sponsoring the podcast. Chris Kennedy, Don Brock, and Steve Turner signing off.